Hello and welcome to the Collecting Heroes podcast. I'm your host, JD, the collector of collectors, and this is the podcast where I interview pop culture collectors from around the world. I've been going quite international, like with Germany and Holland and Australia and other places, but I'm going back to the US where a lot of my guests are from, this time to Florida uh, to have a bit of a, a magical talk, I, I guess you could say, and that'll give you a hint to to part of what we're talking about because my guest his name is ryan mondes he is from florida just down the road from uh disney world i'm, I'm told actually and he runs a blog called disney pins blog uh he's a disney pins collector ryan thanks for being on the show thank you so much for having me really appreciate it yeah i'm really excited to talk to you I, we were talking obviously a little bit before we started recording i said that i could geek out for a lot of like over a lot of time about um disney in particular and disneyland and, and everything but uh obviously the reason i got you on is because you are a pin collector i interview a lot of collectors and yeah. the way i'd like to start off is usually to find out how people started their collections, where the passion come from. Uh, you mentioned that you started around 12 or more years ago, I think. Uh, tell, tell me the story behind that. Yeah, so it's been about 12 years that I've been collecting and trading Disney pins, but I've had the website for about 10 years. Um, my parents used to take me to Walt Disney World when I was little. I didn't live in Florida. I, I didn't grow up in Florida. I actually grew up in uh, Pennsylvania. So when I would go down the trips, I would always see the pins. Um, they caught my eye, but then I did a solo trip when I was in college with, uh, for, I, I actually went to a Disney Institute class. I don't even know if they have them anymore, but when I was down there on the solo trip, I uh, went past the main pin store, which was downtown Disney at the time. Now it's Disney Springs. Yeah. And uh, whenever I passed the store, I, I walked in and I saw these little pieces of of art, that's what I call pins, little pieces of art. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they, they caught my eye. And when I got home from that trip, I was just like, I was hooked. And uh, I was doing lots of research on pins, just trying to find out all about the hobby. And I found that a lot of the information was kind of all over the place. That you had, okay. you know, Disneyland Paris, they had their stuff online. You know, the parks had their own website back in the day. And uh, Shop Disney, which is like the online Disney store, you know, they had a couple of pins at the time and <clears throat> just the information was all over the place. So that's when I decided to start the blog to uh, have a central location for all of the pin news. Had you run a blog before or is just, you're just like, I, this is something I'm interested in and I'm going to, I'm going to learn along the way. Yeah, I, I, I did actually. Um, my, my, my background, I went to college for management and marketing. So I, I did have some, uh, you know, background on, on websites and before Disney Pins blog, I actually, it's kind of nerdy, but I'm sure your audience would uh, appreciate it. But I, uh, I actually uh, had a website for aquariums and like fish care. Oh, okay. I was, yeah, I was really into aquariums. I still love aquariums, but yeah, I, ha I had this website that would just be all about aquariums and fish care and, you know, fish tanks and all that stuff. So, so before you were collecting pins, you were collecting fish. It, yeah, that, I, had, right? I had lots of aquariums. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so once I got the idea for Disney Pins blog, I actually end up shutting that site down or I sold it. I think I, I sold it for like 750 bucks. It was it was pretty cheap yeah. at the time. Um, yeah, so I got rid of that and I just put all my focus and time into uh, the pins. 
Perfect, perfect. And that's uh, like it, it's like a part time thing for you. Obviously, it's not your your main income stream. Like it, it's it's really yeah. a, a hobby and a passion project, much yeah, like exactly. this, this podcast. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, my, my full time job. You know, I, I was really into uh, the marketing. I worked in the advertising agency for about eight years. Um, and now my full-time job, I, it, it's mended more with Disney Pins blog. I am like, I'm a project management on the theme park, um, souvenir side. So I do deal with pins in my full-time job as well. <laughs> oh, wait, so you work for Disney? No, I don't work for Disney. I, I work for, uh, one of the, one of the suppliers of theme parks. In Florida. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Yeah. And they are, are they a supplier of Disney pins as well? Uh, yes. What one of them? Also, Universal, SeaWorld. Yeah. Oh, perfect! Uh, wow, you've yeah. got the you've got the inside track. So yeah, a little did, bit. <laughs> did the was it the pin blog that helped get you across the line into that business? It did actually. Yeah, it did. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, when my current, first... boss, my, my current boss at the time actually found me through Disney Pins Blog. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome! Yeah. That's uh, it, it's such a uh, you know it's like destiny really yeah you do it, it, it's it, just like it, it all worked out so perfect perfect when you started the blog was this something that you you found you had a lot of people reaching out asking a lot of questions or offering a lot of photographs or uh, you know items mm -hmm. of information for for the blog as well how how does the information flow work for that yeah so in the beginning it was it was pretty slow you know, I started the website and then I'd say a couple of weeks later, I started a Facebook page, the Instagram and Twitter. And it was all very, very slow. You know, I was just yeah. grinding the first year or two, very mm -hmm. slow. Um, but Twitter, actually, I became friends with a lot of people. You know, this is 10 years ago on Twitter. So it was very different than what it is today. <laughs> um, so I, uh, you know, I became friends with a lot of people on there. And I actually met this lady who I'm still good friends with now. She lived in Orlando and I was still, I started the website when I was still in Pennsylvania. Okay. So it was, it was difficult for me to get all of the information from the parks whenever I wasn't living here. So I had her and a couple other people, um, some friends in California that would, uh, you know, send me photos from the parks. And um, yeah, but in the beginning, it was very, very slow. It was difficult. I was like taking images from eBay. I was like trying to do everything to get the news oh, up. It was, uh, yeah, it was difficult. But <laughs> now it's just, it's crazy. Like I have, uh, you know, multiple people throughout the day just sending me releases. And half the time I, I already saw them and people just keep sending me stuff. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's crazy now. Well, I mean, you are, it seems like a one-stop shop for that information when it comes to releases. You also have your own podcast. Um, yep. And just so people know, I'm not sponsored by Disney Pins Blog by any means. I reached out to Ryan to be on the show. Uh, right. this, isn't, this isn't here to, to plug your business, but but just because I'm really curious on, on how it all started. But you've also got the podcast, which is a great little resource for people who are interested in collecting and just want to, hear about the latest releases I, I had a listen it's nice bite-sized sort of 10 minute or so episodes. yeah, yeah I, I try to keep those you know quick and and short um it's really just me regurgitating all of the info that's already up on the website yeah but i do have a lot of people that come up to me and they love the podcast so i i, I keep doing it a lot of people they don't 
it's crazy. You, you think everyone's on, everyone's on social media, but I have people that, uh, you know, don't have Instagram. They don't want to go to the website and they just look forward to that podcast every week to get the pin news. So, nice. Yeah. People, you know, they get that information all, all different ways. And how many hours would you say that you put in? I mean, if, if someone wanted to start a passion project like this and, and run uh, a website, a Facebook, Instagram, and a, and a podcast, how many hours do you reckon you, you've, and you've probably now streamlined it, I'm sure you've found easier ways to work. Um, but yes. How many hours would you say it takes out of your week? Um, it, it, it's a lot. I, you know, I basically tell people I have two full-time jobs. Right now, my, my job during the day, um, I, I work from home, so it allows me to like kind of yeah do both jobs at the same time. Okay. But when I first started Disney Pins Blog, I was going into an office every single day. So on my lunch break, I would I would do a little bit of work for Disney Pins Blog. But as soon as I got home from work after I had dinner, I would basically work until 2 a.m. And I did that Monday through Friday. The oh, weekends, wow. I dedicated all of my time to the website. And I did that for probably, I don't know, five to six years straight. Wow. It was, it was, it was a lot. It, it was exhausting. But now that I'm uh, you know working from home, it is a little easier. And I do have people that help me um, you know, with blog posts and in our newsletter. And uh, yeah. Oh, that's so. good. Well, I mean, when you talk about that grind mentality, you really were putting in the hours. That's yeah, that's it, it was a lot. Difficult. Like, for, for me in the beginning, it was just, I, I kind of wanted the information just for myself. That's why I built the thing. But then once you get people following you and interacting with you daily, it's like, oh, yeah. I don't want to let them down. I want to make yeah. sure I get all the news up. Uh-huh. I feel the same way, like with the podcast, like, you know, if on, on the rare occasion where I, I've not been able to put out an episode on, you know, on a Wednesday every week, because um, mm -hmm. I try and come out weekly during the season um if there is a gap i always like i'm always very hard on myself if i miss that deadline yeah you know? and sometimes it's out of my control sometimes it's you know the the person i'm recording with has to reschedule and and that's fine right. what happens but i always feel i, I get it you know you feel yeah. like i have to be i have to be there i have to show up there's people counting on listening right. you know i have people that message yeah. me like the, the day after I record, I have people that message me and they give me updates that they listened and how much they enjoyed it or what, you know, giving me feedback. And, and that's great. And so, but I You're dedicated to your passion. Yeah. And there is that passion aspect, you know, if right. you didn't have a passion for it, you wouldn't put in that many hours, right? Exactly. You got to love it. <laughs> yeah. Let's go back to the collecting part though. So the pin collecting, I'm always a bit jealous actually of Disney pin collectors because of the fact that, you see, I've obviously got a bit of a mess going on behind me at the moment because I'm reorganizing the Batcave, but uh, <laughs> it would be much easier to reorganize a pin collection, I imagine, and move that around because of the size of them. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, hundreds of Funko Pop statues, Lego sets and everything. Yeah. How many pins are you up to now after, what, 12 years of, of collecting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... That is one good thing, though, with the size. I've always said that. I'm, I'm glad I picked something to collect it small. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, honestly, I lost track after, I don't know, like 1,500 pins. I want to say I'm around like 3,000 or so. Wow. I have two. Um, so behind my podcast, my background, 
you saw those cork boards back there. Yeah. Those are, are two eight foot cork boards. So I have 16 feet of cork boards that are basically completely full of pins. Um, and then I have other books and stuff floating around, but yeah, personal collection, I would say is close to 3000. Um, but then I also have the store as well. If you want to count that, there's a, probably another, I don't know, two to 3000 pins sitting in inventory that need to go into the store. <laughs> wow. Well, I know that you're one short on that, on that inventory, or oh, maybe not short, but you're one less, I should say. Uh, because yeah. I actually recently purchased something off the blog. I was looking through uh, the store and I was oh, like, thank oh, you. okay, I've got to get that. Pin. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I bought a Dumbo pin. So if you saw a Dumbo pin recently go out, yeah. um, it didn't like with this, the, the circle one with like the circus font on it. Oh yes. Yeah. That was an exclusive. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So exactly. It was a uh, right. one in uh, 500 or something, I think. Yep. Yep. Oh yeah. I have it right here. Here it is. This one, right? That's the one. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah, perfect. Got Dumbo, <laughs> got the all the colors on it. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, my girlfriend loves Dumbo. That's her one of her favorite. Oh, nice movies. So I I purchased it for her because she also collects pins as well and brooches. Um, a lot of pop culture related brooches. Um, you know that she's been getting and and she does a lot of dressing up with them. When we've yeah. gone to the parks in the past, she she would nice. you know have specific pins and brooches that she would wear as well and cool. that was where i first learned about pins and pin collecting was during 2018 my first ever trip to a disney to a disney park i went to disneyland in anaheim nice. and and we we purchased our first pins there and, and saw that this whole collecting community that was in there in the parks we were actually watching the videos prior to going because i was learning about the parks and and, and finding out what to do while we're there, what activities. And then I saw that pin collecting. I was like, oh, this looks really cool. And so we we went and bought some pins and then we were trading them with like the cast members as well. I think that's really cool. Can you tell me a bit about your experience trading pins? Because I think that's one of the the, the coolest parts of the community yeah. actually is is that that back and forth trading aspect that happens. Oh totally. And that's what you know that's what started the whole pin trading community was uh you know back in the year i think it was 1999 is when they introduced it at the parks that was the whole aspect of it was that uh you know guest to cast member interaction unfortunately you know whenever covid hit you know pin trading the parks did die down a little bit yeah I can um, but you know it's back now they they do have the the pin boards up in the parks cast members aren't really carrying the lanyards anymore like they used to uh -huh. um but uh yeah i think it, it should be back hopefully soon um but unfortunately you know pin trading at the parks was was better in the past right now you will find a lot of they call them scrapper pins or fake pins on the on the boards oh. um so a, a lot of people will just trade with guests instead you'll still have guests that bring their pin books into the parks and will trade the pin stores one good thing is though, a new hidden Mickey set uh, came out a couple of months ago. Mm -hmm. So people have been on the hunt for those. Um, best place to go is probably the resorts, all the hotels. Um, they seem to get the hidden, the new hidden Mickey pins first and those are real. So that's that's one fun part of uh, pin trading in the parks right now. When you say going to the, the hotels and resorts, are you talking about um, with the cast members there or the people that work at the resorts like doing exchange? Yeah, the cast members there. 
Okay. Yeah. So, so, so don't walk through the halls knocking on doors asking people if they have got tents. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, most hotels though have uh, pin boards usually in the lobby, or you can ask them at the front desk. They'll have uh, a lot of them will have pin books behind the counters. Okay, cool. Uh, one yeah. of the things I loved about when I was trading is the secret pins that a lot of the cast members would have. So they would have, you know, half a dozen or more pins on, on a board or, you know, um, yeah. hanging off their lanyard. And then they would have one that was behind. Yeah. The, and and, and, and like they that. were like, do you want the secret pins? Do you want to choose <laughs> the secret pins? And, and it's, you, you've got to say yes and trade up front to, to find out. Yeah. And there was always a little risk and reward, but usually the reward was pretty good on those. Pins. Right, right. Yeah, I always like doing the the hidden one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's really cool, and I love the the hidden Mickey's that they put on on the little pins and everything. Yeah, well. they're super popular. Like people still love hidden Mickey's. Anytime a new set comes out, and whenever we we post the the sheet on the website, that always blows up. And any type of collector like just still loves hidden Mickey's. Like they were meant for you know basically new people to get into the pin trading hobby, but now you'll still have collectors that have been in the hobby for such a long time still trying to get all the hidden mickey pins and i don't know it's cool to see it's a it's a nice program and it's been running for a really long time what's your favorite type of pin for you to collect so i mainly focus on attractions um my biggest collection would be tower of terror and uh pirates of the caribbean Nice. Those are probably my biggest attractions. And then I have a bunch of side collections. I, you know, it kind of gets out of control. But <laughs> yeah, those are my, my top two. Would you say um, the the types of pins that they have for Tower Terror or Caribbean, which which one is the better attraction that you find the pins for? Um, well, they make more for pirates, that's for sure. Yeah. Because you've got the movies as well, so there's a lot more for pirates. But... Disneyland Paris just came out with an awesome collection for Tower of Terror. And I actually bought them all through a friend. I, I had to get them. I just did a video on, them, on my YouTube channel actually about them. But yeah, that collection is very nice. Actually, I, that's, that was going to be another follow-up question that I had. So Tower of Terror has multiple versions around the world. Right. And you've got also the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which yep. was a retheme of that. Yep. Do, do exactly. you include that in your uh, in your collection? No, no, you exclude no. that. That doesn't count. No, stick with the original. <laughs> <laughs> that's Luckily, fair. it's still that's here fair. in Florida, so that's good. <laughs> what about Japan? I mean, I'm actually uh, um, I've made mention of this before in the podcast, but I'm actually going back to Japan. I've, I went there in 2019, and that was my second Disney park that I ever nice. visited. Um, and I'm going back. My partner, we're going back. We're actually going to do four days in the parks. This time, wow, that's awesome. three last time we're going to do four this time, two in each park. But do you get a lot of the the um the Asian exclusives like the oh yeah like from Hong Kong, Shanghai, Japan? Yeah, yeah. So those ones a little more difficult to to buy. You got to either you know get them through a reseller over there or mm -hmm. someone through trading. Um, but yeah, if it's a collection that I'm really into, I will definitely get the uh, international parks as well. Well, when I'm there, I'm happy to have a look. If you've got something you need me to keep an eye out for, okay. let me know. Uh, I'm, I'm heading off at the end of October. So let me oh, know nice. before the end of October if there's something that's been released you want me to try and 
look out for i'm happy to to keep an eye out for yeah send me some photos of the, the pins there i'm always interested in their pins because um they don't do disney pin trading there per yeah. se it's like more like disney pin collecting uh-huh. and they're really not associated with the the pin team that handles you know america online the asian parks in paris they're kind of up on their own little island but they do have some nice pins is there a park in particular that you think has the best pins um hmm that's a good question paris does have a lot of nice pins they don't release as many as as uh the us but they yeah their quality is nice their designs are very unique you know shanghai and hong kong they do a lot of duffy bear and friends Mm-hmm. So you got to be you got to be into Duffy Bear for for their pins. Yeah, that's almost all they do. But yeah, I don't know. I'm I, I like the the U.S. parks. I, I particularly like the Florida parks. For you know where I'm at here. So <laughs> <laughs> when you um when you decided to move to Florida, was it in particular because of the fact that you you had to be near a park? Yeah, I always knew I wanted to be here. Um, I wanted to be close to Disney. I like the weather. Um, and uh, you know, whenever I got this new job, um, they wanted me to relocate. So it was like it was just the perfect timing, you know, with with running Disney Pins blog and where I was at in my life, everything just kind of fell into place. So I I made the move. <laughs> and would you say you are a weekly visitor, almost daily? Like, how often do you get to go to the park? Um, definitely weekly. I'd say a couple of times a week. Yeah, I always go every Tuesday morning because that's when the pin release is. And then I'll try to hit up maybe one night during the week or, or on the weekends. Wow. That's, I'm so jealous. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I hear people that live close to the park, but then obviously, you know, that get the chance to, to go. I watch a, a lot of Disneyland, uh, YouTubers. Nice. You know, uh, I watch there's a, uh, what's it called? So there's, I'm trying to remember the, the channel's names now. So there's a couple of different channels that I follow. One of them is because I'm a bit of a foodie in my spare time as well. I love food. So there's a um, magical world of food. Um, they, they, they're quite a popular channel. So I, I watch a lot of their stuff. I watch the, um, is it called TDR Explorer who does it? The, oh, the yes. Parks as well. Yeah. I, I follow him. And then there's also, uh, what's the other one? Fresh Baked as well oh, yes. is another yeah. popular um youtuber who, who i've been following for years and i found them all when i was doing research for the parks and then just subscribed and i keep watching all um so you said tuesday is when they do the pin releases yeah as well so every tuesday there's a new pin release yeah every single tuesday almost yeah i'd say about um 90 95 percent there's always a new pin release on tuesday it used to be Thursday, and then a couple of years ago, they switched it to, to Tuesday. I don't know why, but yeah, every single Tuesday, Disneyland and Walt Disney World have their weekly pin releases. And then occasionally you will have throughout the weeks, you know, new open edition pins come out. Um, those are always random days. It could be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you know, whenever. And then you'll have <clears throat> those event specific pins so if a new attraction is opening up like tron just opened up at magic kingdom oh yeah yeah. so there was there was new pins there for that um and then the festivals at epcot you'll have collections of pins for those so oh. yeah there's lots and lots of pins every single day basically <laughs> <laughs> would you say that 
every Tuesday when you go for these releases that you end up picking up a pin? Have or do you have you have self control now where you're like, no, I'm gonna once a month or only for certain releases, or do you always walk out like I, I don't know how it happens, but every time I walk yeah. out, there's always a pin in my hand. No, yeah, I actually always buy every single pin. Um, they're not for me. I mean, you know, occasionally I will keep some, but I buy them to do, uh, you know, to get photos, sometimes videos of the pins. Yeah, and whatever I don't want, I just put in the store. So and I, and the store, like you said, you've got a couple thousand on sort of to put in the store. I've, I've noticed there's yeah. only sort of like a, I think looks like less than maybe fifty in the store, or less than a hundred. There's about four hundred in there. Is it? Is it that many? Wow, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think it was that many. Yeah. Well, for the you, you might have just been looking at the Disney Pins Blog exclusive pins. Ah, uh, that's there's, probably what it was. There's maybe fifty in there of those. Ah, uh, that's probably what it was then. Yeah. Okay. And then there's other categories of just there's a main Disney Pins category. There's Loungefly. There's Artland. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course, of course, Lounge. I didn't even think about Loungefly as well. Wow. Yeah, the, um... fly. They, they pump out the pins too. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just funny. There's so many different pins. I, I actually purchased a Batman pin the other day um, that was just made by an artist from the UK. Um, oh, nice. Just, just does their own custom pins. And, and I was like, this is a really cool pin. I'm going to get it. Just, it's essentially the Batman emblem from Michael Keaton's Batsuit. Um, oh. and, and it's really cool. <laughs> it arrived and my girlfriend's like, I thought you don't collect pins. And I was like, mm. <laughs> Got the bug. <laughs> like for certain things i might but yeah, yeah. I, I i tended to pick up a couple pins when we're at the parks and and occasionally if something catches my eye i'll grab a pin as well actually the pins that i got when i was there in 2018 were uh star wars pins i was focusing on that because i love star wars so I, I bought a lot of star wars stuff at the park so i got the and uh you may be familiar, but obviously you've seen thousands of pins. It's probably trying to remember everyone's not not easy. But they yeah. were um, specific uh, helmet pins, uh, which was the Stormtrooper, mm. um, Darth Vader, and I believe Boba Fett as well. I got, um, and they're all done in the Day of the Dead design as well. Okay, yeah, but they're I, yeah. They're, I know you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, and they're they're about. I'd say they're probably about two inches, maybe three yeah. inches big. Um, they, they, I quite like the design. I just thought that they, they were beautiful design. When you talk about little pieces of art, these did look like little pieces of art. So yeah. I was like, if I'm going to have the lanyard adorned, these are great to have on there. And also because I had been planning, and I've spoken about this on past episodes as well, but I had originally had a trip to go to um, San Diego Comic-Con in 2020. Oh, wow. I had tickets for that, and unfortunately, because it got cancelled, pandemic and everything. Yeah. Uh, I was supposed to be going after Galaxy's Edge had first opened up. I wanted to go to Galaxy's Edge. So my yeah. goal is to get back one day to, to the States so that I can go to Galaxy's Edge, and and I'll nice. definitely be wearing those pins with pride when, when I go back as well. Yeah. <laughs> was, was that your last time at the... At Disney in 2018? Uh, to, so 2018 was when I went to Anaheim. That was my last time I went to a, to one in the States. The, in 2019, we went to Japan. That was my first. Yeah. So we'll be, be back in Japan this year, and then I'm hoping next year we can get over to the States. And then I'm thinking 2025, 
going back to Japan again because they've actually just announced the Star Wars celebration is going to be in Japan yes. in 2025. I did see that, yeah. Yeah, so I'm thinking, I said to my girlfriend, I was like, I think we might have to actually put a third Japan trip in for 2025. So <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. And, and it's in April, so it should be um, roughly in the midst of cherry blossom season, depending on oh, beautiful. And how it goes as well. Is that far from you? How long is that flight? Uh, it's a direct flight. It's about nine and a half hours. Okay. Yeah. We, we've got, unfortunately, the flights we got this time, um, because we had flight vouchers from twenty from leftover from 2020 we used. So with Virgin, who we were flying with, it, we had to do um, a multi-stop. So they actually mm-hmm. there's a stopover, um, which, which makes, I think, takes around 15 hours or something now with the stopovers. Um, wow. but if we, if we get a direct flight, it's less than 10, 10, it's like nine, nine and a half hours for going to LA. That's 14, about 14 hours direct wow. as well from yeah. Sydney to, um, to LA. Uh, so that's, that's usually quite, and then you've got the time difference because you, you leave in the morning and then the time zone changes and then yeah. you land literally. Like, so I think when we flew out in 2018, I want to say we, we flew out around 9am in the morning or something like that. And then we landed 6am in the morning of the same day in the States. Wow. It, it, so it, it messes with your head a little bit because yeah. we're, technically we live in the future here uh, as well yeah, right? with the time zones. That's wild. <laughs> have you got to travel outside to parks outside of America? I have not. Yeah. I want to so bad. That's always been a, a bucket list of mine to, to visit every uh, Disney park in the world. But um, yeah, so far I've only been to, obviously here in the, in Disneyland. Okay. What would be top of your list if you, if you had to pick one? Uh, probably, uh, probably Tokyo. Yeah. 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 It, it's a, it's, I, a great I heard it's, it's part, huge so. too. Absolutely huge. But I say huge because I've been, my first experience was at Anaheim. You have, disney world which is massive in its own right so yeah, it's crazy. it might not be as massive for you you might turn up and go oh this is <laughs> part of the course <laughs> but disney sea is amazing i definitely think you should go and experience disney sea because it's, yeah, it's i've heard great things i really i really want to go yeah yeah when you um when you stored them so one of the things i noticed with, with people collecting the pins and trading the pins in the park when i saw that in 2018 was the the folders that they have them the cases they have them in the, the only way i can describe them for someone who hasn't seen them i guess would be if, if you're familiar with the old cd cases with mm-hmm. the big step up cd cases that, that you would have 100 cds in that's what it reminded me of with the pages yep, exactly <laughs> i was really excited when i saw people with those in the parks and i was like wow yeah. like uh, that really dedication if you're carrying that around because they probably weigh a ton one once you oh, it as well yeah it's very heavy. Disney used to make those books back in the day. Um, it is exactly what you're talking about. You know, the old CD books. I don't know if you guys have ever have. have I, don't, I don't know if you guys have these there or not. But back in the day, did you ever have Trapper Keepers? Trapper Keepers. No. We had those in elementary school. I don't know if it was just like a thing here or not, but that's kind of what it looked like as well. Like a big book, you put your notebooks in, and it's like a three ring. Um, you know, little thing you put your papers and everything. Oh, but um, yeah, we would call them here. I think. I think. Okay, that, yeah. I think yeah, that's what. Yeah, similar thing. Yeah. Yeah. 
but yeah, Disney used to make those back in the day, and then they stopped. And now there's two companies, um, two you know, two different companies that kind of started their own business around these pin books. One's called Pinfolio. Um, they're here in Florida, and the other one's called Crack and Trade. They're in California, and they they both make these uh, pin books for you can store your pins in. Do you find how how much do they weigh? Because like I said, they probably weigh a ton by the time you get yeah, them. Yeah, I would say I don't know. It depends on how many pins you put in there. Like 20, 30, 40 pounds each. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. That's quite, that's quite hefty. And yeah. do, do you display, I know you've, you said you've got the pin boards, but for the majority of them, do you put them into those, those folders as well? No, actually, I, yeah, I don't use any of those books. Um, only when I'm going to pin events if I'm trading, I'll take books then. But um, I like to display my pins. I like to see them. I don't yeah. want to put them in books and you know put them in a closet somewhere. So that's why I got these huge cork boards because I like to go in there and, and look at them. And when I have friends over or parties, everyone likes to gather around and look at them <laughs> all. So it's a, it's a cool conversation piece. <laughs> Do you have anyone that ever comes through and they're like, I remember that pin or I've got that pin? Or do you? Do, is there a certain pin that stands out to people that they're like jealous when they see it in your collection as well yeah i would say the most comments i get are um on i have a really rare uh splash mountain series um and that ride now is yeah you know going away yeah um being rethemed but yeah i have the uh their profiles of the characters of splash mountain um from walt disney imagineering they're really they're rare i think they're like limited edition of 250 or 300 and i have the whole series so people always comment on those <laughs> wow I, I was actually really disappointed we um to see this splash mountain going because when we went in 2018 it was actually um closed they were doing work on it so uh, i never got to actually ride splash mountain when i was there oh dang yeah so it's a bit disappointing but you know, yeah well it's, yeah. it's still in, in uh tokyo i think right I think they might. I'm trying to remember now. I'd have to. I have to go back and yeah. double check. I'm I know sure that, they still have one there, and I don't think that one's changing as of as of now. Yeah, yeah. I have to. I have to go back and double check. I know that they have. Um, I'm trying to remember all all the rides there. I have to double check. I, I can't yeah. remember. Um, I know that they had uh, the. It's like a country bear kitchen or something along those lines. Um, that we, uh, we dined at while we were there, but I couldn't remember if they had the Splash Mountain ride or I think they might have something similar, but I'm not sure. I don't, uh, yeah, as I said, I'd have to double check. I can't remember off the yeah. top of my head. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, if if it is there, I'll definitely have to to go and ride it in remembrance of, uh, of the one that, that's right. gone as well. For sure. Would you also say when you're displaying them, obviously we spoke about the space, you know, the fact that they're smaller and, and you're a bit lucky in, in that aspect. Do you tend to hold on to any of the packaging or are you, are you, a, are you a box collector as well? Yeah. So all of the uh, jumbo pins that come in the boxes, I save those. And then if it's a themed backer card, limited edition with a collection, I'll keep those. But if it's just a regular open edition card or the cards doesn't look that special, I'll, I'll pitch those. Um, and then I just have a big binder or not binder, uh, like a, a bin, a, you know, a storage bin. Yeah. And I throw all the backer cards in there. Okay. Yeah. And I, I keep all the little, uh, you know, stop the rubber 
uh, stops too. Because oh yeah, of course. Yeah. Is there is is there any like difference between them? Do you have to separate them because this this stopper goes with that, or because I mean most of the stoppers are all the same on most. Of them, yeah, right? they're they're all the same. They haven't changed over the years, or no, they're still the, the same. Uh, you know, black Mickey head little stopper yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, they did have the circle ones. I have one here. Yeah, just like the plain circle ones. These were for Marvel and Star Wars pins, just the plain circle. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, um, maybe that's probably, I, I believe that's what's on mine. Yeah, but they're actually getting away from this now, and they're using the Mickey head for even Marvel and Star Wars pins. So, yeah. Fair enough. I, I guess if, if you've already got the mold and you're already making them, it's probably easier to just do the one design. Yeah, exactly. And also for branding. But that's mm -hmm. the i was because that's the thing i was thinking about is with all those little backing stoppers if they had different designs or different you know if they changed over the years whether you would have to keep them separate in case you ever decide to sell them off and some someone's like hey this isn't actually the stopper that goes with yeah. that yeah. <laughs> if you've got an obsessed collector and oh, yeah. have exactly the right right backer on it luckily they're all the same so that's good. yeah oh that's good that's good that's good <laughs> what would you say is the most you've spent on a pin so far? Ooh. Uh, on a single pin or a yeah, collection? On a single pin. Well, I mean, you can tell me both if you want. If you... Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, a single pin, I would say the most I've spent, whew, around $300. Yeah. That's not too yeah. bad, I guess. That's not yeah, too bad. Not bad. It was for a... Uh, well, I kind of I take that back. <laughs> um, so yeah, for my personal collection, three hundred dollars. It was for a big Maleficent dragon pin, and then I recently did. Well, this was like a partnered giveaway I did with uh, the company Whatnot, but I I didn't pay for this. We gave away a um, a Figment profile pin, which was valued at twelve hundred dollars. Oh wow. Yeah, but they thankfully paid for that. I just did the sponsorship around it. Um, yeah, so that was probably the most expensive single pin that I like helped buy. Um, but then I I purchase pin collections all the time for store inventory, and the most expensive collection I bought was fifty fifty six hundred dollars. How many pins was that? Uh, how many was it? I forget. This was years ago. It was probably five years ago. Okay. It, it was a lot. It, it was a few hundred pins, but they were rare. Like they were really, really nice pins. Nice. I want to say like around five or 600 pins. Do you have a lot of people that contact you through the blog saying, Hey, I'm, I'm looking to get out of collecting and would you be interested in buying my it's, collection? Honestly, it's almost every single day. Wow. <laughs> I, I can't buy them all. So like I, I tell them to, uh, cause it's just too much. There's too many pins that I have. So, um, I, I tell them to go to our Facebook group and try to sell them there. Okay. Cause a lot of people that they, um, you know, they got into the hobby and then they, you know, want to sell their collection for whatever reason they want to get out. And most people don't want to spend the time to sell each pin individually. And they just want to dump it real quick. Yeah. You know, get some cash back and just dump their whole collection. Yeah. So that's right. You know, we'll, we'll purchase it from them. Um, but yeah, it's just, 
it's um it's it's definitely weekly a few times a week people message me <laughs> wow i mean you would have to start a whole different business almost like to to I, yeah i know it's just it's too much <laughs> <laughs> employ someone to to clean them and store them and send them out yeah it could be a whole whole extra side hustle that you could, you could get going there yeah, yeah I, I i get that it would be a lot especially when you're dealing with hundreds of pins or thousands of pins in some of these collections as well yeah exactly. what's, what's the most expensive pin you've ever seen oh um my friend actually owns this pin it uh it's from an artist back in the day um elizabeth gomes i think yeah her name is elizabeth gomes and this pin was uh it's called the sprite fairy sprite fairy which i think is from uh, I, I, I might be wrong on this. It's either from, from from Fantasia or Tinkerbell or something. I don't know. It's a it's a Disney fairy called Sprite, and that's what the pin is on. It's a pretty big pin. Okay. Beautiful, gorgeous, gorgeous pin. But um, it was valued at fourteen thousand dollars. Wow. Yeah, but I don't know if that was actually true. If if someone would actually pay for that, I know it's between, it's at least ten thousand dollars. I would say. What's the what's the most you've seen someone pay for a pin? I guess that would probably be a better because um, because value can be subjective, right? But what? You, yeah, exactly. What's, it's, what's the most you've seen someone actually pony up for a pin? Um, I'd say a couple, a grand or two for a yeah. for a WDI profile pin, either a Disney villains profile or a Disney princess uh, gold frame. All WDI, which is, you know, it's a entity of pins that cast members can buy, Disney employees. Those are very expensive pins and they're very sought after. And very rare by the sounds of it. Yeah, they're always low edition size, usually LE250 or LE300. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, you obviously have to really love a character to pay that much for a pin. Exactly. <laughs> really be into it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I say that as someone who's paid a couple thousand dollars on a statue. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. I've 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 spent silly money on on some things in my collection, but at yeah. the same time, it's the collector way. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the collector way. way. If you if you if you love the character enough and it means means something to you, then I guess you know money money is not as important. You know, if you exactly. really want something for the collection, but yeah, no, that, that's. That's that's great. Look, I've had a really cool time talking to you, Ryan. I think we should wrap it up here. Um, yeah, same here. Thank we, you. We could, um, we could geek out about the parks forever. And, I know. Uh, we keep going on and on. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm really, I, I am really like interested in the whole pins experience because it is a whole different side of collecting. And I think if for anyone who who's looking to go down that rabbit hole, then obviously you know you are a wealth of knowledge. For, for those people and, and they can go to yeah. your place your, like the blog and and the podcast to find out so the way i always end is to let people plug their socials and let people know where can they go and learn all about disney pins yeah thank you yeah so the website is just disneypinsblog.com and then that's the same on uh facebook twitter instagram youtube it's all just disney pins blog the same handle on all social just started a TikTok as well. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not that great at it, but I think I have two videos on there. Okay. Well, if anyone wants to go see that, those two, two videos, you are on TikTok. So that, there you go. There you go. Yeah, otherwise, you. yeah, definitely check out 
go check out the blog um check out the instagram page give ryan a follow over there if you're interested in disney if you're interested in pins then that's definitely where you should be and i i, I know that there's thousands of people there already um so yeah. <laughs> keep up the great work um you know i think people like yourself in the communities is is what's needed you know to help help that passion go forward for a lot of people and and being a great resource so so thank you for the work that you do for for everyone who's disney obsessed as well yeah but thank you i appreciate it and i enjoyed chatting with you and uh thank you for reaching out and having me on no my pleasure my pleasure if you like the episode please consider following or subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts you can also join me on instagram at collecting heroes where you can see photos of the collections of the people that i'm talking to as well as some of my own.